0: Hello there, Mr. Chad. Hello. What, what is what is new and
1: thrilling in your life? Uh, I've awakened the chuds in the walls. <laughs> I'm awakening the chud within, yeah, so we're going to do it. I parked next to the store. I bumped into the wall of the building. Uh, I may have knocked over some records in the you record store. we should probably not
0: have this recorded so that it can be used against you in a court of law. Meh. You know what? I'll take the heat. Ugh. Oh my goodness. So, I also forgot to bring water today, which is great. So, I'm going to be drinking seltzer. So, I'm going to be. That's the water. Mm -hmm. Very belchy. I apologize to everyone. You know Um, what? Live your life. I'm going to live my life pure and justified. (laughs) Like that one Straight Edge song that I can't remember who it's
1: by. By Johnny Straight Edge and the Straight Edge Five. Yep. Love those guys. Remember that? I don't. Hit record. Hit record. Chad. Yeah hello hello uh
0: (laughs) here i am uh to to anyone who might listen to this this recording uh after we have died i am tristan Mm -hmm. and uh i own coast city comics (laughs) it is the place that we are currently recording from chad has worked for coast city comics for approximately his whole life
1: yeah right out of the womb right out of the womb you were there and he (laughs) snatched me away
0: (laughs) God, get to get to work.
1: My parents went, no, and you said, you promised me your first <laughs> born, and now I'm here to collect. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't guess my name backwards or some shit. And well, considering you just couldn't spell your name forwards, I'm not surprised.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally like seconds before this podcast started, somebody sent me an email, and I was like, I really need to probably answer this right now, and I signed my name at the end of it, and I was like, that doesn't look right. And I could not, for the life of me, figure out. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. God, am I having a stroke? And you read it back to me, and it was, in fact, how you spelled it's your name. kind of, it's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got lots of tourists. It's really busy now, which, you know, I'm not. I, I am not complaining about that, but. No, uh, that's, I mean, hey, it's good for business. Hey, the farmers needed it, you know? <laughs>
1: that's true. Uh, no, that's, that's the rain. I'm sorry. I the tourists fell like rain from the Fishy. sky. And they Shit, they did sunk down into the water table which it's is nice what they needed to do
0: i gotta tell you uh i i like a lot of like a lot of people who chose to be entertainers and failed uh in their lives mm-hmm. uh i survive on the adulation of other people so having a bunch of tourists show up and be like this is the greatest comic shop i've ever seen does kind of give me life so that's nice mm-hmm.
1: So. And you go, yes, yes, yes more, give me more. <laughs> like some type of Doctor Who villain. Yeah, basically. You're only growing stronger with more adulation. <laughs> the more people are like,
0: neat, you have cool things in here.
1: I go, ha, 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 I got you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of that. Okay. But it's been great. Like, this summer has been really good, considering how bad COVID was and how, how like, completely fucked we were. I'm unfamiliar. What happened? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean you're you are being sarcastic but I mean I with this specific store I mean I don't know that I need to go into the gory details of our finances but I definitely took out a big fucking loan oh, yeah. and pissed through it just to just to survive. Right. Also sold 5 of our pinball machines. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was rough. It was the bad ones though, don't worry. It was the bad ones. Um, mostly the haunted ones. (laughs) It was the bad ones. And also the, it looks worse than it is because two of them didn't belong to us. We got rid of two of them because they belonged to the Murphy's Mm -hmm. Sean Murphy and his wife. So, you know, and we were like, listen, it's going to be a year before anybody can play these things. So you're not going to be making any money. You should probably just get unload these things right now. Yeah. And they did. Mm -hmm. So, so we're down to five machines now, which is not great, but, uh, I definitely want to buy a new machine yeah. at some point. Which one do you think you'll get? I think I'm waiting. I think I'm just going to keep waiting. There's a there's a Halloween pinball machine that just came out from mm. uh shit, I can't remember the name of the company. But it's one of those spooky pinball. They made an Ultraman one too, I think. They, oh, they sure did. Yeah. It's it sucks though because I think the I think the overall opinion of these and uh, I don't want to be negative about somebody's awesome company that's doing really cool things. But I think that, in general, they're making really great machines for people to have in their homes. Oh, okay. They do not seem like machines you would want to operate. I remember playing America's Most Haunted, and even though I loved that machine.
1: I, th- I did play that one. Yeah, it was yeah.
0: at uh, Pinball Wizards. Right. And I I thought it was great, but it was always broken. And, like, the parts were really hard to come by. Mm -hmm. There was, like, an elevator feature in it and, like, all this weird shit. And this thing, looking at the Halloween, the graphics are fucking gorgeous. Yeah. The whole package is perfect. And then on the side, there are these hedges that look ultra breakable Mm -hmm. and just look like they're going to be little tiny pieces, like just scattered everywhere across the play field. Yeah. So I'm not into that. Yeah. Because it's what people don't understand about pinball, especially as it is for like when you're operating, mm-hmm. you need to have machines that can take a beating. And certain machines can and certain machines can't. Like, uh, because if you have them somewhere where only pros play them, where only people who know what they're doing are gonna play them Mm -hmm. like Arcadia kind of has that in a way but like but it's still gonna be like people who don't know and kids because they still have like used to have kids hours and all that and the air balls and like people who don't really know how to cradle their shots or even like aim yeah they're just gonna fuck shit up and they're (laughs) gonna break parts that you didn't even think that they could get to I do remember some pros just violently shaking
1: those machines. Well, <laughs> sure. There are also—I
0: mean, I remember. I remember certain people who uh, were very excited about the dead save. Yeah. At one point, they were like, they had figured out that there's a way to slam the machine hard enough when a ball goes straight down into the gutter mm-hmm. that you can bounce it off the inside and get it out of the gutter. So if you yeah. hit it hard enough at the right time. It's gone past the flippers already, and it's headed... Like, you're basically cheating. Yeah. But they figured this out, and it was, like, no end of amusement to them to do that. And then, you know, later on, I had to replace all of the inner workings of the legs, because they've gotten slammed around so Right, right. But, you know, such is the life of a pinball machine. Yeah.
1: No, I, I had to
0: tell a few people, like...
1: Hey, can you cool it on that thing? Like, it's I, like- <laughs> I
0: almost got into a fight with a guy. Yeah, because he would like he would like angrily shake the machine after he lost his ball, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Dude, you have to stop that." And he was like, "I'm not doing anything. I'm just doing." It. And you know, he was like, kind of a drunk. Yeah, and I was like. This one of these guys that I just kind of let go and I let be in here, but then he got too much and then he threatened me yeah. and I was like, "All right, you got to go." And he was like, "I'll fucking knock your head off." And I was like, "Dude, you are literally a foot and a half shorter than me. <laughs> you have to let me get you a stool." I mean, for God's sake, dude, don't do this. This is gonna be really sad. Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna be the saddest thing ever. I mean, I don't want to get hit in the face
1: either, but also,
0: I don't want to throw you through the wall.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's only a matter of time before one of those guys breaks the glass. It's true. And that's even worse, because then you got tiny little bits of glass everywhere. <laughs> in, fun- in the machine. Fun- funnily
0: enough, the only person who's ever broken the glass on one of my machines is Jake, the guy who repairs our machines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's because it's uh, the glass is, like, uh, what the fuck do you call that? Tempered. Mm-hmm. So it's meant to absorb impact. From the direction that the ball is coming from, so going up or down against that glass, it is strong as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, you can smack it around quite a bit, uh, but you cannot smack it around from the bottom. And so he literally took the he took the glass off one of the machines, yeah. and set it on the floor fairly gently. But there was just like a rock or a pebble in the wrong place, it just went tick, and then, poosh, and just. Ugh. glass it just exploded into the tiniest pieces oh man it wasn't like it doesn't spider web it doesn't do anything it just turns into dust yeah it is insane how much that exploded it was pretty bad yeah but uh yeah <laughs> that's that's how it goes mm-hmm. so yeah hey that's pinball baby hey that's pinball baby i'm actually thinking of operating machine which is new for me what do you mean um, I got an offer from uh, the Portland Club mm-hmm. to put a machine in there. Really? And I was like, "Yeah, I've actually got because I don't have Tales from the Crypt out right now. Oh, okay. And so I could give them uh, Star Trek, and we could split the profits on Star Trek. And because it's a private club, it wouldn't even be you know under the city's ordinance. Right. Right. So it wouldn't be part of that. So that would be kind of cool. Yeah like it wouldn't be like operating at a bar or something. Right. So, yeah. I'm I'm kind of curious. It might be fun. Jake's already said that he'd go and fix them if if I wanted, so mm-hmm. perhaps I will do that. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Money, money, money. Business. I'm going to make money off people. <laughs> Venture capitalism. Yes. Quarters. I make a quarter <laughs> every time. Mean, sweet quarters. It's so pathetic. It's like the how sad the amount of money you make off this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like 30 people play that yeah. machine in a week or something like that. That's thirty quarters, basically, because you split them so with the person there. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> it's not exactly it's not exactly a great way to make a living, but it's kinda cool. Yeah. It's it's, it's just a, a fun way to make a living. But it is a it's a fun place to to have the machine and just to like put a little thing on it that says that's yeah. from Coast City and it says an investment banker going, Man, I wish I
1: had fun doing that. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Well anyways, I'm gonna go <laughs> pilot my Tesla yacht around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I can tell that you're hinting at the thing that Jetpack said about my shop. and Oh, I'm uh, not, actually. I was just oh. thinking of something. I was trying
1: to th- – because th- th- there have been people who always kept coming in here who were clearly rich, you know, but yep. they hated their job. But they made oh, yeah, yeah. a fuck ton of money doing it. Yep. But they'd always be like, oh, man, I wish I could just do this. You know, I wish <laughs> I could just – I wish I could be free. You know what I'm saying? But, like, got to pay the bills. Am I right? Ha-ha. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, yeah. Yeah. I would like no. To pay I, d- the I don't know. I don't.
0: I literally don't know what it's like to pay the bills. Obviously, I mean, it, it
1: sounds like making money is fucking cool. It does um, the way, <laughs> but also sad. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Ralph came in here. Ralph from Jetpack, mm-hmm. and the quote. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it because it was really funny. I I laughed out loud at the time, and mm-hmm. he did not. He meant it as a compliment. Yeah. Um, but it was basically like I'm I'm gonna water it down to. He came in and he was like, oh, man, this is the kind of shop that I wish I could run, but I got to make a living. (laughs) Yep, You know what I mean? It was like it was that it was like, man, uh, this is a really fun place to lose money. (laughs) I I like what you're doing. You know, if you changed it, you could probably earn a living. (laughs) I was (laughs) like, yep, I probably could but it is a fun place yeah <laughs> <laughs> but we've been doing well like in the last you oh, know two it sounds months, like yeah like yeah. It, two months two weeks two weeks into the summer and like things are massively heating up so basically mm-hmm. as soon as we went full-time where people could come into the store you know it's been going really well so i'm i'm very happy about that good yeah i mean it should be yeah, I should be goddammit.
1: I deserve some happy. Be happy, goddammit. Deserve it. All right? Stop texting me that you're crying at <laughs> all, yeah, all hours of the night.
0: I only want my fair share. I only want what's. <laughs> I only want what's coming to me. I only want my fair share. <laughs> what's that fucking <laughs> peanuts
1: quote? Oh, yeah. All I want is what's coming to me. All <laughs> I
0: want is my fair share.
1: <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? Speaking of Halloween, N- I always am. And speaking of horror movies, okay. I saw the trailer for Halloween Kills. Ooh, yeah. Um, one thing I will say about this, um, they have a quick shot of people who were murdered wearing Halloween masks. <laughs> yes, they do. And because of you, I recognize what those <laughs> masks are. And I was just like, ah, fuck, I'm one <laughs> of these people now. And um, <laughs> But I will yes, say, are. this one actually caught my attention. Like, the last Ooh. one did, too but this one I'm actually like ooh I don't know I kind of want to see this one because this one almost is like an action movie yeah I, that's what I that's what I keep thinking
0: is that this one is going to be sort of the aliens of the of the Halloween franchise where yeah. they're going to kind of amp it up and make it a little faster paced and a little bit more like like shooty shooty and crazy yeah.
1: I, I think we can assume our audience has probably watched the trailer already but if you haven't yeah um, this one somehow he survives the end of the last Halloween movie, which, from what you described to me and what the trailer describes, is that he was incinerated. Yeah. But also, apparently not. <laughs> he was um,
0: incinerated and a house fell on him, but, but he was fine.
1: it's okay. Uh, the fire department shows up. This is all in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything for you. But he, he murders a billion firemen, it seems like, <laughs> somehow. And um, and then it, the word gets out that Michael Myers survived. And then Jamie Lee Curtis and her daughter, because her daughter's now on board, being like, fuck this guy. Yep and then they're like let's get guns and knives and let's go kill him because he's gonna come for us and that's like the premise of the movie is let's go fuck his shit up yep because we've had it with this guy and i i i really enjoy that (laughs) like finally like a major horror movie is just like everyone collectively is like you know what fuck this guy did you ever (laughs) see
0: did you ever see jason goes to hell
1: uh, no, I never saw Jason goes to hell.
0: Jason goes to hell starts off. It's brilliant. It's mm-hmm. I love this movie, but uh essentially it starts off with a typical Friday the 13th like camp thing. There's a there's a woman taking a shower and it's like, "Oh, sexy shower thing." Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, doing all the things that would make Michael Myers or sorry, uh, Jason want to murder her. Wow. Whoa, can't believe you would wow. say that. Oh wow. my god. Turn in your what card. a poser. Yeah. You know. Um no, <laughs> and so and He does show up, but then she, like, jumps out the window, and she's, like, super fast, and you're like, what the fuck's going on here? And then big lights come on, and there's a massive SWAT team out front, and they basically (laughs) just annihilate Jason. They just start fill him with a billion bullets and then, like, blow him to pieces. Yeah. And all that's basically left of him is a pile of scraps. Yeah. And so we start off with Jason's heart surviving. <laughs> yeah. And it goes to the coroner and the coroner's like, oh, look at this. And then there's this heart, this big, juicy, delicious. Then he takes a big bite out of the heart and starts eating it. And then he's possessed by Jason. And Jason <laughs> is like a sort of like a disease that keeps getting passed on to different people. Sure. Which I loved. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was super fun. Okay. And that's the movie that that caused Freddy versus Jason because there's a sort of a tag at the end where Freddy's glove grabs the mask and yes, pulls it. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, that was that was big news at the time. It was. And that movie was like full of that shit. Like they walk in and the Kandarian dagger is on the table and the Necronomicons there. Mm-hmm. They flip through it and it's awesome. It's it's a real like Fangorian nerd movie. Yeah.
1: Like, really it's, cashing in on all those oh, years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. No, it, it was it was all fan service to, like, people who subscribed to Fangoria through the 80s. <laughs> this was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was it was aimed squarely at me.
1: hmm And I loved it. Yeah. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm i uh, somewhat excited for Halloween Kills. I actually kind of want to see it <laughs> <laughs> for the first time ever. I'm just like, yeah, that looks cool. But, yeah, like, the idea of someone just being like, ah, fuck this guy. Let's go kill him. It reminds me of a tweet. I saw it just a couple of days ago on Twitter, Tristan, mm. um, where someone said... How a- delightful. Where someone said, Annabelle the doll would be a problem for about 10 minutes. <laughs> 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 and I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, because I wrote that um that one we watched, the other puppet one. Whoa. Mark Wahlberg was in it. Wow. <laughs> it's like silent something. Oh, Yeah. Um
0: yeah, I can't remember the name of that one, but yeah, it was yeah. it was part of the the Dark Ride film festival stuff.
1: Yeah, and I remember you watching that and I was just like this puppet is going th- how this puppet got this far <laughs> is astonishing cuz there's no way anyone would have been like, no nah. And it just goes in the fucking garbage of New York City <laughs> but where it should have the, gone. But
0: that's of course the the central the central conceit of every ghostly puppet movie <laughs> is that you get
1: it just hangs around way too fucking long. Well,
0: no, you get you basically have the moment where someone's like, I'm gonna set this on fire. And they mm-hmm. set it on fire and they bury it in the backyard, and then they come back into the house and it's sitting in a chair. Yeah. It bus- everybody them. Single time they kill it, it comes back as a thing that's just sort of like it's it reimagines itself into the world somehow. Ugh. Yeah, exactly.
1: Fuck these puppets and, and fuck wishmasters. Well, I'm well okay, listen. We
0: we can <laughs> all we can all agree with wishmasters sucking. And you know what? I can I will continue that on to genies from Aladdin as well. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, he is basically a wishmaster. I'm just saying. They set him free though onto the world. Yeah, and that's literally the prequel to Wishmaster.
1: That's it. <laughs> Robin Williams
0: <laughs> was the Wishmaster. <laughs> yes. Later on, mm-hmm. Robin Williams' genie became the Wishmaster.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, it's just the world corrupted him to the point where he just started <laughs> killing people. He stopped doing impressions nonstop and just started killing people instead. I mean, it was
0: it was less likely to get him canceled on Twitter. His impressions are a little dated.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I mean, that's fair. It is. And that one, you wouldn't know. I remember my kids watched it. They had no idea what the hell he was talking about.
0: <clears throat> I'm sure. You know.
1: Yeah. They're like... Yeah. Th- like, during the parade thing, they're doing, like, the... like. A, but, nope. It's like Barbara Walters and something else. And they're like, who's that? And I was like, <laughs> oh. It's like, look, Bart, it's Funky <laughs> <laughs> But Hi, it's, Funky! <laughs> it's funny that it's you like, say
0: that, though. I, I'm surprised that they... I mean, did it mess with them? Did it mess with their enjoyment no. of the movie? Nope. They loved okay. him
1: just the same. It did not matter at You see, all. that's that's what was, I was thinking.
0: Because he was very silly. Because I him. liked the... I loved the Looney Tunes when I was a kid. Yep. And they would constantly be like, look, it's Edward G. Robinson. And you're like, I, what the fuck is an Edward G. Robinson? And like, yeah. like there were so many references to... Current um, movie stars, yeah. Uh, like,
1: Animaniacs was super guilty of that too in the '90s. Oh, well, Animaniacs yeah. did that on purpose. Oh, I know, because but they still, were because they were throwing. Watch the old ones, because unless you're like our age, and then you would know who the hell these fucking people are.
0: True, but I mean, I didn't know who those people were in the first place, and I still enjoyed Looney Tunes. You know, and I think that's fair. I think it's I think it's just kind of a tradition to put dated humor into cartoons. Mm.
1: Of that of that type, you know, it's no Ron Rotz though. It's no, I mean, no Don Knotts guest did,
0: did that ever fuck anything up for anyone? Was anybody watching Scooby Doo going,
1: "Who the fuck is Don Knotts"? No, I no. never did. I watched it, and the only thing I remember from it is Ron Rotz. Ron Rotz, yeah, <laughs> and that he would use makeup and the the sound he used for. Oh my God, that yes, was the episode but... I had. So I didn't have cable. So what people would do who did have cable is that they would record cartoons for us on a VHS tape. So we had, like, Aww. one episode of Scooby-Doo. That's so great and sad. <laughs> one episode of Space Ghost and the Super Teens. You know, No, I'm serious, though. That was it. That was what we had. Okay, but still. Like, and uh, I had the Ron Rotz episode where they went to the haunted house, which wasn't haunted, of course. Um, but Ron Rotz, Don yes. Knotts. Would use the makeup AKA. to make himself look like different people, but when he put on the makeup, it was just the sludge. Yeah. And he would just rub it all over his face in no direction whatsoever. Yeah. And it would go. And it was, it was fucking disgusting. You yeah, it was that like Clayface stuff. Yeah, he was like Clayface, basically. And uh, Scooby was onto his shit. Oh, yeah, because you could smell him. Yeah. When he was he could like, smell. I'm going to kill him.
0: could smell failure on him. And Shaggy's like, now calm down, Scoob. <laughs> it's just the
1: guy from Mayberry, man. <laughs> we can't go through this again, Scoob. <laughs> They're going to have you put down if you kill another I, guest star. I've buried too many bodies, man.
0: <laughs> Speaking of which, I have a, I have a recommendation <laughs> oh, <no>. for everyone. <laughs>
1: this better be Scooby-Doo related and not murder related.
0: Okay, get a bunch of lime just in case. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, quicklime is great to have around the house. And if you buy it ahead of time, (laughs) then nobody suspects you when, you know, somebody disappears. I'm just saying. Okay. When they go on a fishing trip and don't come back, it just happens. Right. It happens all the time. Precisely. No, I was going to say uh, (laughs) I had forgotten about this book that I read a million years ago. And. Want and have not recommended it to anyone, and I just recommended it the to Bible. David the other day. Yeah. It's <laughs> I have some good news for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's the good news Bible. It is good news. Uh, no, it's called meddling kids. Yeah, and it's basically a, uh, it's a Scooby Doo riff, obviously. And
1: I, it's, think I remember you telling me about. And this. it's basically
0: yeah. all it's it's archetypes of all the characters, and they've all gone through something, and they encounter a Lovecraftian like otherworldly something or other that drives them all insane, essentially. Mm -hmm. It just breaks most of them, breaks their spirit, makes them not want to ever do anything again. And then this is the story of them going back to the house where this event happened, and they're confronting him. They get Shaggy out of a mental institution. Uh, He's still talking to a dog that can't talk back, but, you know, all Mm -hmm. that stuff is happening. And it's great. It's just a... It's really well done. It's the kind of, like fan fiction nonsense that would be that if it was handled differently would be terrible mm-hmm. but this is great
1: that's fantastic and that's i i highly recommend it um speaking of kid stuff yes um i watched i quite i quite usually am in yes fact. i uh, <laughs> i watched peter oh. rabbit the new peter rabbit movie
0: that movie made
1: me like i did not see it but the trailer made me angry I I actually laughed quite a bit. Really? Yeah, because there's a lot of just physical. Okay. Just like the ma- the sure. the male lead just gets demolished through, like half this movie. <laughs> it felt like it felt like the kind of movie where they were like, "Hey, David Spade, come punch this up with some really shitty jokes." Um, uh, no, I don't think so. It wasn't like David Spade humor. I they just had some weird stuff in there every once in a while, but there was a point where like one of the rabbits was just like. I can't believe you can jump that high. I can't jump that high at all. And he goes, but all I eat is salad. I don't understand it. And he just looks at me and he goes, it's the dressing, mate. You either got to get it on the side or just sprinkle some lemon on the side of it. Trust me, it's going to change your life. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> you know, it's just weird stuff like that. Right, fair. But the kids loved it. I mean, They yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. And But compared to Paddington, come on. I haven't seen
0: Paddington. Come on. Paddington 2 is... Brilliant Was the greatest movie of all time for a short period of for time. For a short period of time, yep. it was... It beat out Citizen Kane. <laughs> it had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and then one person said no. <laughs> one person had to ruin it for fucking everybody. I will not have this. I will not allow nothing nothing perfect can last in this world said this person and children need to know that by looking at the rotten tomatoes score of paddington Two. i will not take care of this bear he said <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man aunt lucy
1: I don't, i don't know what to think about her i used to watch the old i used to okay, this is gonna be really fucking dated but um i think we've talked before about how my local library when i was a kid had like weird british cartoons on VHS because I used to watch. Okay. super I used to watch Super Ted was like my favorite cartoon for a while, which huh. is a uh, a British teddy bear superhero show. Okay, I don't
0: think I. Oh, you know what? It's actually kind of ringing a bell. I'll show you pictures later. Yeah, he had an alien named yes. Spotty that he hung out with. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh my God. That I is...
1: didn't know it was British. Holy. When shit. I was a kid, because I used to rent it from the Waterboro Public Library. And that was where I got these videos because it wasn't on TV, but I saw it one time, and I was like, "Can I get this?" You know, my mom was like, "Yeah, fuck, what do I care?" You know, (laughs) you fucking idiot. You can watch Super Ted all you want. Um, That's so true. But they also had the old um, stop-motion BBC Paddington, and I don't know if you ever saw that.
0: Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: like the most docile, put you to sleep shit possible. Yeah, it is. It's like wholesome and just non-threatening in every way possible. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, Paddington Bear's the coolest, and all my friends are just like, who the fuck's Paddington Bear? <laughs> Which is weird, though, because... And who the fuck is Super Ted Chet? Where did you fucking go <laughs> to watch TV? It's,
0: it's strange, because there was a Paddington Bear show done by uh, the company that made the Smurfs. Was it animated? It was it was oh. either it was either Hanna-Barbera or one of those things. Yeah. But it had a lot of the voices from the Smurfs. In okay. fact, I think that Gargamel <laughs> the, the whoever the voice actor was yeah. that did Gargamel was Paddington. Really? I might be getting that wrong, but I remember hearing it and being like, "Oh, this is this is fucked up." Hmm. Like, this guy wants to murder Smurfs.
1: You can't have him being an adorable little bear in a raincoat. Yeah. Yeah, Gargamel was a hard pill to swallow not looking back on it. Like he definitely just wanted to eat those fuckers.
0: No, he didn't. He wanted he wanted half. He wanted half and half. Because you could turn them into gold mm-hmm. and you could eat them. So he wanted to he was like every time but he got four of them, he was like two of you are going to be gold and two of you are going to be food. But weren't didn't you get like powers if you ate them or something like that? No, he just wanted to fucking eat them. He was just hungry. He was just really poor. Like there was I'm he was wretchedly thing. poor.
1: Um, Let me Google what happens when you eat a Smurf. What
0: happens when you eat a Smurf? I mean, I think he. there was something about wanting to steal Papa Smurf's powers or something because he was like such a... There was a lot of like okay. magician shit. And it was like not like... It was like not normal magician shit for kids TV. <laughs> of course, there's a Reddit page about this. Oh, Hold on. Jesus. But I mean, uh, but, but I mean, like really, Papa Smurf was a magician. He was like an Aleister Crowley type magician. He like did alchemy. He did all these other things. It was like that was a little. It was a little much for American cartoons. Which I mean, it makes perfect sense that it was French, or is it French? Or probably. was he? It's mm-hmm. either French or. Is he from Brussels?
1: Let's see. Okay, uh, according to periodic golden Reddit user, <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's basically an all-purpose magician with a thirst for knowledge. He initially tried to catch a Smurf so he could turn him into gold. Later on, he found a recipe for Smurfs, so he wanted to try that as well. Of course, yeah. eventually, he's been thwarted by them so many times he doesn't care about eating them or turning them into gold. He just wants to destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> Huh, that's interesting. So he's broken by these little blue people. And then he's like, fuck it, I'm just going to stomp their village to the ground. (laughs) Sounds like me watching Avatar.
0: the last was, airbender no oh. the fucking cat people that, that thank you do terrible things to dinosaurs you oh know, my
1: god I was I, I've said this to so many people and sometimes people look at me like I'm a crazy person but I was like yeah I was pulling for the military by the end of that movie like I do not okay. get that unobtainium
0: <laughs> <laughs> let me let me say this I mean there's no easy way to say this but what they do for sex is winding their braids together okay Yes. the ends of them yeah sure and how they take over the minds of animals is by using their braids. is wrapping their braids they're fucking those animals it's very rapey it is
1: so rapey yeah. they're forcing them to do something against their will no matter what yeah the flying creature that whole scene that thing is trying to escape It is like, no, 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 no. No. And then it gets the thing on him. And then he's like, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. No, there's nothing good about that. That is like every part of that is not symbiotic. It's non consensual. It's weird. And it's gross because it's also the same thing that they use for sex. So even if it's some
1: alternative thing. It's gross, and I think and we horrible. Can gauge by the reaction of that animal is that they fear the Navi. Yes, for this very reason, because, because yeah. they probably don't remember anything they do or something right, like that. Right, exactly. Like this is a death sentence to them.
0: Yeah, it's like a, it's like a weird, like yeah, it's like a, some sort of psychic roofie. Yeah, which is horrifying. And these guys are just
1: like, this is how I use the butt. You know, this is my car.
0: <laughs> like, let's yeah. hop in
1: this. thing and take
0: off, and it, because they're they're trying to put out this idea that they were so in touch with nature and that they were you know all of this mm-hmm. and yet every interaction they have with nature is like Fuck it, let's just let's manhandle it and let's take over and it's like yeah. you guys were as bad as the military
1: yeah I mean they weren't tearing down the tree mm. There was that but still true um, yeah because that movie is the hard part about that movie is that the Navi are very unlikable they are. Because they're constantly fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. They're always pissed off at each other. And then they just go around, like, forcing themselves on all the aliens, all the other creatures around there. Yeah. And it's just weird. Because, like, everyone in the military, for the most part, like Sigourney Weaver, is cool. You like Sigourney Weaver. You like yeah. the scientist. Sure. The main guy is okay. He's probably the least likable human <laughs> in there. You know, the only guy who kind of sucks is the general. <laughs> But even he's like the only guy who does anything cool in the movie, <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it was trying and he's played to... by that dude from, <laughs> from all those movies, the buff old man. Yeah, you love buff old man. Th- there was a point where they set him on fire, and he just jumped down and just like patted the fire on his shoulder, and he was like, "I'm gonna get my mech suit."
0: Down. Yeah, it's like guys, stop making him so awesome. Like if you're if you're trying to make him look bad, make him look bad.
1: Yeah, I think there is one part of that movie though that I laughed at out loud cuz i couldn't believe the people who animated the na'vi were able to capture this face like so perfectly at the time it's when oh, i don't remember their names no, at all God, but no. the the of fe- course not the female lead the cat lady the female like, cat lady who sure. fell in love with the guy who was using the avatar yeah when she tells the other cat guy that she was betrothed to yeah that they're not getting married anymore and that she's in love with him the look on his face when he rolls his eyes is just, it's such a, you've got to be fucking kidding me face that they managed to capture on this cat person. And I i laughed out loud in the theater during this, like, very, it's supposed yeah. to be a very emotional moment. And that's when you know you've lost somebody in the audience. Yeah. Just like, okay. <laughs> just like, I don't care anymore. And I am still shocked. Two things about that movie. One, they're still making the park at Disney. The park is really nice. I know, but like, why?
0: <laughs> They're still making three more fucking movies. I know.
1: That's I, insane. Honest,
0: I don't know how there's some level of cognitive dissonance out there where everyone in the world has said, Boy, I don't want another Avatar movie. And everyone who's working there's like, Oh, but you do. And it's like, No, we don't. No, we and don't. no one does. No one and wants that. When Dark Horse for some fucking insane reason bought the rights to avatar and had avatar comics. Made. <laughs> I remember that. And I was like, well, I guess I got to get like three of them just in case somebody wants one. Guess what? Nobody wanted no. one. And right. then I, then I was like, okay, fine. I'll cut it off. No one ever asked about them. Never had anybody say a single word about them. And then it turned out that they were selling like 2000 copies by the end. And that's just people going, I should get this.
1: Yeah, I I've never seen a cultural demand for it in any capacity. No, 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 no. You know, like I don't have anybody no one ever came into the and was like, you got any avatar stuff? Oh god. No. I'm like with the cat people? No, no, the no. airbender. Yeah, you course, know, that it, was always that the would, answer. It would always be that, yeah. No and, one was ever looking for the cat people. Okay, so that movie came out in two thousand nine. Oh god. And now they're talking about making a sequel for next year. Like, that's a long time. And also,
0: this is, I mean, it's its such financial suicide for a company for for myriad reasons, but not the least of which being that the Avatar movies were only successful because they had a technology attached to them. And yeah, there it, was was the, a, it was the 3D movie. The, it was the one that had this magical 3D that everyone wanted to see what that was. Yeah. And then they saw it, and then they were done with it. Mm-hmm. And now there's going to be a new one, and no one's going to watch it. But... It's a theater movie. Mm -hmm. All the the, sixty percent of the theaters in the U.S. have closed down permanently, you know, or more. Mm -hmm. Like we have two theaters that we can go to in a hundred mile radius of us right now. For now, someone's going to buy those theaters. But you say that I do, but I don't think theater movies are coming back. I was like, oh man, I really want to see, I really want to see Black Widow, and I was like, shit. And then I looked, and it was like, oh. I have Disney Plus, so I can just buy it for 30 bucks. Oh, okay, that's way better than having to go to a theater.
1: <laughs> I'd still rather go to a theater, to be honest. But Nope. Um, not me. No, I think someone will at least buy the one in Saco. Because that's an IMAX theater. Someone will buy that. Yeah, someone will buy that. <laughs> the Clark's Pond one? Excuse me. Probably not. Yeah. You know, that'll probably be a church pretty soon. <laughs> oh, God.
0: We're going to have so many mega churches. It's going to be terrible. But... <laughs> It does kind of bum me out that, like, those are such great... Or we'll buy it. I mean,
1: this... (laughs) We'll just run weird movies in there all
0: the time. Here's the issue. Okay. Is that this does present an opportunity for second-run theaters to come back. I hope they do. Because first-run movie theaters were not financially viable, and Disney was the fault of that. Like, Mm -hmm. Disney was so monstrous about the way that they handled theaters and what they would do to people who owned theaters. If you wanted to have Star Wars, you had to carry the next two Disney movies on a schedule for, I do don't—I can't remember how many weeks, but regardless of how they did. Mm-hmm. So if Mighty Ducks 6 came out, <laughs> you were contractually obligated to carry it for three weeks, even if your theater was empty every single day. Yeah. So... If you wanted Avengers, same deal. You had, to, you had to agree to do something with the next two movies that were like, you know, low budget or, you know, not as popular or, you know, under advertised. Mm-hmm. So if you want that, and even if you got Avengers, Avengers didn't pay you money until six weeks into its run. And even then, you got 10% for, like, the first week. Yeah. Then 20% for the next week. And by, like, I can't remember what it is, like, three months in or something, you started getting 50%. percent hmm It's insanity. The business model is garbage. You cannot operate that way. But second-run movies... But second-run
1: movies are a whole other story. Um, and that, for those who don't know, that'd be like if you started showing Jaws. Right. Right now. Yeah. And, and it is...
0: It's a pain in the and ass. Only Jaws. You can only go, show Jaws show, second Jaws. run. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's the only movie I ever had to go through a massively complicated, uh, you know, contract. F- yeah, yeah. To play it at Geno's because I wanted to do it right, mm-hmm. and also because we had a weird in with the guy that ran Universal. It was the weirdest fucking story, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So we did that, and it was like you know $200 or X whatever for your movie sales you know it's like it starts at $200 mm-hmm. and then you know every ticket after that blah 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 and we were like we made $80 and they were like ah, just
1: fuck off then <laughs> <laughs> that he was said, the exact email he he said, let's just you. fuck <laughs> off then yeah yeah that reminds me of me with the glow people so that's fine yeah pretty much <laughs> I don't have any money okay Jesus Christ it's just, just here's, like, a DVD, here's a DVD piece DVD. of shit play it no one's gonna fucking watch it anyways <laughs> some people did
0: some people did um and i mean these days if we what did we do did we do uh did we do arm wrestling um no the we had some people from slap show up that's right slap which was the portland ladies superhero
1: ladies arm wrestling portland potato potato paninis there's three pieces yeah (laughs) portland potato (laughs) patinis uh yeah and pierogies and and (laughs) and pierogies slap Slap. yeah Yeah. uh we did that
0: that was kind of cool
1: yeah like they showed up and gave a little speech at the beginning i think and then yeah we watched the documentary it was good i mean we're kind of ahead of the curve on that one (laughs) yeah a bit (laughs) i feel like if we we probably should have ran it at Space Gallery or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, it
0: happens. I definitely do wonder about that stuff, and that's that's the opportunity that that would open up for us mm-hmm. is if someone in this town was forward thinking enough to open a an uh, like a an Alamo Draft House type type place.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that just
1: closed down too, didn't it?
0: Well, I mean, some of them did. No, ArcLight. I'm thinking of Arclight. Fuck, I can't believe the Arclight closed. That's insane. Yeah. Man. That's what
1: like a, L.A., isn't it? It's down yeah. L.A. Yeah.
0: That is... That's horrifying.
1: Yeah. I almost went to an... Alamo, that's right. Oh, no. Alamo Draft House. I almost went to one when I was in Dallas. Yeah. I had a work trip at the Dallas, and I saw they were doing the Alamo Draft House, and I, I, I didn't even want to go see any of the movies they had, but I just wanted to go to the Alamo Draft yeah. House just to go check it out. And, yeah. Uh, I didn't. Man. I went and got delicious ice cream instead, but
0: that's fair i mean i just remember that we were like struggling to get these things together here that were like that and we had never heard of this place called the alamo draft house and then some guy came into my original store Mm -hmm. uh on on high street yeah and we at the time i was talking to viva from uh forbidden zone Okay. And I wanted her to come up to do uh, like q and A, Q&A and a showing of, of Forbidden Zone, blah blah blah, and she was like, "Cool." I unfortunately I just lost both my legs, so <laughs> I can't I can't go in the winter. But in the summer, I'll be there, and it'll be awesome. And I was like, "Oh, that's fucking cool." Tragically, she died before that happened. No, which was a horrible bummer because she ruled. Mm-hmm. she's like one of the most amazing people. Uh, but we did not ever get to do that. But at the time I was like working on this, and somebody came in to my shop, my tiny little shop that was on High Street and he was like, "Oh, movie showings, let me tell you about this thing." And he told me about this magical place called the Alamo Draft House. Mm-hmm. And he came back like the next day, or like two days later, and he had this portfolio with him. Yeah. And he was like, check this out. He had bought every single poster that they had done since the day they started. Oh, wow. You know, for $40 a piece or whatever they were when you bought them new back then. Yeah. Those posters are now conservatively worth three grand a piece. <laughs> just, just so you know. Just yeah. to put that in perspective. So he, the thing that he showed me I think probably was about $300,000 worth of stuff in a portfolio. Jesus. You know, like yeah. it was insanity. He had like so many of these posters. But he uh, he described what they did and he was like, yeah, and then they sell these things to, to get the the money for it and blah, blah, blah. And that's where we were like, okay, maybe we could do that on like a punk rock level. Like mm-hmm. do it on like a DIY Nonsense level and the answer is you can't Mm -hmm. Um, That like you would need so many volunteers you would need like At least I would say conservatively a street team of about ten people to make an Alamo draft house work in Portland Mm -hmm. I mean and and I mean on a DIY level like if you brought the if you brought Alamo here you know, post COVID and everything recovers and it turns out that everything's okay. I'm sure it would go great. Yeah, I'm sure that it would make a ton of money. In fact, uh, John Courtney, we had been talking. Uh, the guy that runs, he used to run the Space Gallery and now he runs the movies at the Portland Museum of Art. Okay. Because he took the movies on exchange. He took their 35 millimeter camera. Yeah. And brought it to the brought it there because we couldn't find a space to do a thing. And so we had been like trying to get some sort of like our own version of an Alamo Draft House going in Portland and we Mm -hmm. just could not get a space. I missed the movies on Exchange. That place was cool. It was amazing. Yeah. I was gonna get his screen too. Really? Yeah. And we just couldn't I couldn't manage to get a time to get down there and get his screen. Mm -hmm. We were gonna get it for our screenings to bring to Geno's. Okay. Because it was almost a portable screen the way that it was Mm -hmm. it the only problem with it he was like there's a dead zone in the middle because we had a rocky horror screening and a piece of pizza stuck to the screen and we could never get it (laughs) fast it was like hot pizza like grease burned it or Uh, something it was something crazy yeah uh but like you know just that's just history right mm-hmm. there. Come on. Yeah. It's a Movies on Exchange screening of Rocky Horror from the mid-80s. When that someone burned complains,
1: home. being like, I got this a hole in the screen. Fucking slice of pizza, buddy. All I'm right, fucking, shut up. Um, the answer is <laughs> yeah, okay. history. I'll shut up. Because of history <laughs> is why.
0: Yeah, Movies on Exchange, man, that was a magical time. where <laughs> I
1: saw Fahrenheit 9-11 there. Oh, man.
0: I saw City of Lost Children there. Did
1: you? I did. Yeah. I, I. Well, there was a line out the street for Fahrenheit 9 yeah, 11 yeah, at the time because yeah. that was, at the time, guys, uh, Bush was not a popular president. I don't care what anyone <laughs> and says. And now he's very popular. Yes. And this neoliberal town of Portland, Maine, when someone did a documentary about 9 11 and saying, <laughs> this is fucked up, uh, Movies on Exchange was the only place that would carry it. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I went and saw it there, and it was completely sold out. Yep. they had multiple showings. I don't. That didn't happen very often there. No, but they had a they had a hot hot movie at the time, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was something. Yeah, as someone who used to grow who grew up watching TV Nation on uh, ABC. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Michael Moore's like weird, Man on the Street segment show. That was yeah,
0: that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um, shit, wow, I'd totally forgotten about that. Yeah, man, movies on exchange, they had two shitty speakers on cinder blocks that were like they were like bad PA speakers that were right directly in front of you. They had mm-hmm. no EQ for it, so it was always too tinny and it was like Yep. Sometimes was kind of shrieky. Yeah. If you were too close. Oh man. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. I saw Ghost in the Shell there. Oh sick. Yeah, when Ghost in the Shell came out they showed it. I think I saw a showing of Tetsuo the Iron Man there. And <laughs> I love
1: that they would just show anime there sometimes. I think that's fantastic. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: They I mean, they showed like things that were considered important, you know. And Ghost yeah. in the Shell was considered really important when it came out as far as like the technology and the beauty of the backgrounds and all this stuff was yeah, like yeah. it was I don't know. It was kind of a revolutionary movie
1: moment. Speaking of which, do you remember the PlayStation game for that? No good god no it was actually awesome it really was, yeah it was um you just rode around in the spider tanks <laughs> that was that's it. cheating but oh that's a way was, to
0: a, way to adapt to the story it was fun though yeah, it was true. a lot of
1: fun and you could go up the walls and you could be on the ceiling fighting yeah, on the ceiling that's and pretty fun jetting man. around like it was actually pretty cool damn
0: yeah you know what speaking of us like just randomly banging topics into each other yeah uh to- bang. kabang, kabang, <laughs> here we go. Uh, I have been often wondering what the fuck is up with Parasite Eve. Guys, <laughs> Parasite Eve was one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. They made Parasite Eve one, Parasite Eve two, That's and it. then it dis a fucking
1: peered. You would think an HD remake would be Oh my god. At I... least out there somewhere. <sighs> I would be so happy if they made an
0: hd remake i would just love to see them just continue the story yeah i loved the idea it was so weird and freaky and it had such a strange i don't know such a strange feeling to it Mm -hmm. it was like and also just like as far as the the gameplay went it felt like somebody took final fantasy and resident evil and just was like boom there you go you get final fantasy resident evil hybrid oh it was awesome yeah Damn it. Let's bring it back. Bring it back. I want Parasite Eve Eve 3. Bring it back. I don't know if there is a Parasite Eve 3 in Japan or something that I don't know about. but let's find out. (laughs) But I cannot for the life of me figure out why that died. It was like... And honestly, maybe it's not as cool as I remember it. Maybe that's the problem. Because I played it a million years ago whenever, whenever it was out. It was for PS1, so it must have been a fucking hell of a long time ago
1: uh, apparently not so just no there so there's uh, oh there's a game called the third birthday which is the third video game installment in the parasite eve series developed by hexadrive and published by square enix for the playstation what? portable the third birthday is a pseudo sequel to parasite eve 2 and is the third game in the parasite eve series huh interesting so there is technically a parasite eve 3 and you for psp PlayStation Portable—that's what it says. Which one's PSP? I'm—I think the P stands for portable. <laughs> if I had to
0: guess, <laughs>
1: I, I, that was not my question. My okay. question is,
0: which handheld console is the PSP? I don't remember. No, okay, it's the one before the Vita that has the little UMD things. That yes, like, the weird little like mini discs—the ones people were giving away for like free for a while. Yes. Yeah. The the system that brought criminals into our store like nothing oh boy <laughs> like if you want there's nothing that compares to that even magic cards I think did not have the criminal appeal yeah that a PSP game had yes
1: if you came in with your PSP looking for games I was like oh shit oh shit I gotta some, keep an eye on something's you something's <laughs> gonna go down yeah yeah it
0: was it was insane we even had I mean we had some guy come in with one swinging from his hip one time. I think you remember this. Mm-hmm. And he was playing hardcore pornography on it. <laughs> yep. And it was just like hanging there, playing hardcore porn. We were like, yeah. dude, you cannot, you have to leave. That's not okay. He said, but
1: it's portable. It's a PlayStation portable. Look,
0: it's <laughs> Porn Station portable. <laughs> the, porn the, Station porn. It's all here, man. The second P stands for porn. <laughs> PS Porn. Uh, and yeah so that You can put worst. fucking anything on these things You know that
1: you can hack them and sack them and tack them And I can, I'm gonna go home and jack off to this thing <laughs> It's like yeah, yeah
0: we know We know <laughs> Yeah
1: man There were some rough days over there <laughs> Yeah There's it's been some challenging times For sure things I'll have to talk about with a therapist Someday
0: yeah I, I agree I just I can't believe well Chad
1: is Gunny in the room with you right now (laughs) yes (laughs) rest in peace Gunny yeah yeah that's too bad all of his sweet dragon paraphernalia that he carried around with him dude
0: that guy man he was uh he was something he was something (laughs) so much dragon stuff so much dragon stuff he loved it he did man I I yeah I don't know I I cannot believe how little nonsense there is in this space and i'm gonna knock on wood you should but it, it's like it's we even noticed it the second we moved here it wasn't mm-hmm. even it wasn't even like oh time has passed and the neighborhood is gentrified and blah 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 yeah moving a block down the street
1: changed our lives yeah i believe i described it as a socioeconomic force field that yeah <laughs> and the second we crossed over it it was just like a like a like a group of mole people were chasing after us and then they hit the wall and they're just like <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> like yeah. trying to climb up of it and we were just could not and we were like the girl at the end of a uh, texas chainsaw massacre in the truck <laughs> yes just covered in blood and just laughing because we our mind has been broken
0: we were we were insane at that mm-hmm. point there was nothing left of us but still we had won somehow <laughs> somehow we had won in a way yeah really strange Really, really strange. I feel so bad for the merchant company. I wonder how much of that nonsense carried on. Or if they just didn't have things there that were appealing to the people that were giving us a hard time.
1: I think we did have a perfect storm of crazy things that they would latch on to. The fact that I was the, the fact that I was carrying magic magic cards and video games,
0: which are two real big like criminal enterprise kind of issues. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Video games, we've stopped entirely with video games here yeah. as well like we used to just be like oh you know sure we'll buy your Nintendo games or whatever and now the prices are so crazy and people are just like people are out of their fucking minds dude CGC so in the middle of CGC being more backed up than they ever have been in the history of the company mm-hmm. I'm looking at probably a year before I get my books back Ugh. I've got like four grand worth of shit over there and they're just like we'll see, we'll see you in a year or so yeah They've decided, in the middle of this, they're opening video game grading. So now CGC has video game grading going on there that they just announced. And this, I mean, aside from the fact that I find it so offensive, I find the comic shit offensive, too, but we needed to do it to survive, so I'm just, I glossed over it mentally when I was like, I don't know, it's the only thing that's keeping us afloat right now, so fuck it. Yeah. Um, but, man... Video game grading just seems so much worse. Explain. Am I wrong? How so? Well, because it's well, you know what? No, it's not. It's it's the same nonsense. I would say it's the same. I would it's say the same you're bullshit. you were
1: taking something that was meant to be either read or played. Yeah. And then rendering it. No, Dude, it's no, the same no longer bullshit. be that.
0: Here's, I mean, here's my actual <laughs> for the sake of money and money. Right, alone. Of course, yeah. And here is my my actual complaint that I've had. Okay. Um, I think that CGC and a lot of places are going to find that that first generation of of games, I think we're probably, I don't know, probably ten years away from all of the Zelda's batteries exploding.
1: <laughs> I was thinking about that because I just saw. Um... Uh, a box of the original zelda yeah went for like seven hundred thousand dollars and
0: it's like oh yeah guess what buddy and i was like that battery is there's a battery in there yeah it's gonna bleak it's gonna like eventually that will start dripping battery acid through the case it will melt the side of the fucking thing it will go down and it will destroy your pristine copy
1: because the crazy thing is that it's mainly just the box you know
0: not mainly it just is the box yeah that's I know all but, it is. like it's
1: sealed so it's in there so they like right I mean it's a Schrodinger's cat situation is the game in there I don't fucking know but
0: that's what but, we ran into that too because we had sealed games yeah and we were and the guy and we would have people coming in and being like well is it in there and I go well I assume so yeah I'm not gonna fucking open it to tell you yeah so I I mean you're just trusting that I don't have an x-ray to do you think CGC has an X-ray that knows how to do this? I mean, they're not going to open it, right? They wouldn't. No, they they're not going to, and no right. one's going to. So, who's to say? You know, it's, scam these motherfuckers. That's what I'm doing. But that's. I mean, there's so much of that, and that was one of the other things. Is that uh, going back to the criminal nature of the video game market and gamer mm-hmm. stuff? uh we had some of our last sales. We had high end games in the in the case that were like fifty to a hundred dollars. Yeah. And we had people coming in and they were like, Yeah, I need to see the board. <laughs> yeah. As though I had like taken the board out and like, well, you bought it, but did you buy the real thing? As if this was like the number of people who said this meant that this was just an endemic thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Holy fuck. <laughs> like yeah. I I don't know what to do with that information.
1: You didn't think people would stoop so low as to remove the board from the game. And And this is apparently just like what
0: people do because nobody's playing these games. They're collecting them as, you know, items.
1: Yeah, which is the other thing because I've seen, I see people that I know on social media like buying up CRT TVs and buying up these old systems just to play the old games. Yeah. And part of me is like, I get it to an extent. Yes. Yes. Like if you really enjoy that game and you feel like this is the best way to play it, and you don't like any of the re-releases that have come for almost most games at this point, yes, fine, sure, you know, you live your life to your heart's content. It's your money, you do whatever the fuck you want. Yep. But there is a part of me that just still goes, why? (laughs) You know, just like (laughs) I was like, have you played a Switch? They're fucking great. They're really, really
0: fun. I, I do
1: agree. I mean, and I. And as a I know we sell vintage stuff and I know but I'm also an advocate for yeah. buy the vintage stuff that means something to I you. I have you know? always
0: said that I'm certainly it's one of the saddest things it's one of the things that that upsets me and I hope I don't want to be happening in the store is I hate the idea that it's like a hoarding instinct or people are like overdoing it. Mm-hmm. And I have even, you know, there were certain people I literally stopped from buying things here. Yeah. Which was kind of a thing because we had some people who just were compulsive. Yeah. And it was like, dude, you can't do this. Like it's it's bad for you. Yeah. You know, and and that's it's horrifying. You yeah. know, and I don't want I want this to be something happy. I want you to to buy something here and for it to be important to you for it to mean something and if it doesn't mean something that you can pass it on to someone else you know Mm -hmm. not to just try to accumulate things to fill a hole in your heart which is a terrible thing yeah
1: no um yeah because i've I've heard about that at other shops i think i think newberry there was some guy who just bought every single issue yes that came out because he wanted every single issue and he had to uh, you know it was just kind of like and I, I, I can't remember who told me that, but basically they, yes, eventually somebody no asked him, it was just like, why? And he's like, Cause I have to, you know, it's just like, God damn, you know, like one, that's a lot of fucking money. I'm glad that you're
0: rich is, is all yeah. I can say to that is like, I'm super happy that you have the kind of money that will allow you to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, I, I remember this and he would spend $300 a week. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have anybody who does that kind of thing. Well, cert- it's I've, crazy like where do you put that I mean you have to put it
1: in storage or you have a house or whatever yeah or even if you have a house it's gonna fill up eventually $300 worth of comic books every single week $300 worth of
0: comic books doesn't take up that much space it does over <laughs> over a year over a year probably does yeah Yeah.
1: you could fill a room yeah probably with all the variants he was buying oh god that's right yeah cause he was buying the same issue multiple times
0: oh that's so that's awful I know yeah. We don't I mean like we have some people who buy like like some people who are in this is very specific because this is what a lot of people who are into turtles do. Oh God. Like they <laughs> like a lot of people who are just turtles fans mm-hmm. want variants because they're big turtles fans. I respect and at, that. Though. And at the end of the day, yeah, when they have every variant of every turtles book ever made in their collection, they're going to have, you know, 15 long boxes. That's a lot of fucking comics, but it's also not not crippling.
1: I like it because it's specific, though. Yes, exactly. You know, it's not just like this wide it's net. Not it's not someone net. being like, yeah. I need every pop vinyl. You know? It's <sighs> just like someone's just like, listen, yeah. I like Ninja Turtles. I want every Ninja Turtles comic because yeah. I like Ninja Turtles. Uh, like uh, but Tony. Tony loves X-Men. He wanted all the X-Men issues. Yep. And he did his damned. I think he's got them all now. I think he's pretty
0: much done it. He, he never got a number one, though. I think he did. Oh, my God.
1: He I think he got like a... Like, 1.2 or something exactly, like that something yeah it's like
0: the covers ripped off it wasn't like,
1: like he wasn't going for like you know that's the other thing like someone being like well i need 9.9s of every issue of this series because yeah. i love no it's just like he no. just he just wanted it because he wanted to have yeah because he liked x-men and he wanted to have them all yep you know and that's and that to me fine because that's like right. a, that's like a fun game exactly you know like if i ever sat down one day and was like you know what i really want all the amazing spider-mans yeah You know, because there'd be weird ones that would be hard to find. And maybe I'd find one at a flea market or something like that. I'd be like, hey, cool, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And the thing about that is that as long as you're
0: cool with it. Yeah. It's not ruining your life. (laughs) With something like Spider-Man, because you can get repro issues. Yep. So number one through 15, you're probably going to find repros of those that can sit in for your collection for those $15,000 issues that you don't want to buy. We'll see. (laughs) <laughs> or you could just be a fucking crazy person and buy all the fucking $100,000, you know, ASM
1: number ones you need. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And then when my children want to go to college, assuming the world's still around, uh, they'll, <laughs> I'll be like, no, Spider-Man. <laughs> they would be like, always this is the Spider-Man with this guy. Always with pictures of Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> You're J. Jonah Jameson, aren't you?
1: I said, give me pictures of Spider-Man. I want. pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 wild. And I actually, <laughs> I had another moment this week doing the, uh, doing the import where I was yelling about variants again. Oh. um, X Men. I wanted to fight. By the time I was oh, done with yeah. that, I was like, I was like, okay, I get it. X Men number one, but fuck off, like. I mean, come on, fuck it, off, Q variant. Okay, I'm not but interested. It's been, but think of how long it's been since we've had an X Men number one. Geiger. It was Geiger had four variants. Yeah, And I don't know what number that is, but it's not a number one, and it's not a 50, and it's not a fucking 100, yeah. so I don't know why it has four variants. Uh, there was I don't a, know either. There was a lot of them this week where I was just like, are you kidding me? I think yeah. Basilisk had a few. Basilisk, Well, Basilisk had a few
0: because I buy really high on that because I really okay. like it.
1: No, there was just a few where I so was I like... So I
0: wind up with all the, like, 1 in 50s and 1 in 100s I, for that oh, one. Oh,
1: yeah, Skybound X... But yeah. that was a special, I get that, but still... I did buy
0: a few of that. I did buy a
1: hundred-ish copies of the covers. There's just a bunch of them where I was just like, uh, oh, Mamo, or Mamo, I'm not sure how you pronounce oh, it's it. it's so good. Is it good? It's so good. Okay, because I remember being... I was like, "Geez, that's a bunch of variants for that one, too. And I was Oh, like, my God. I, d- I know, and I know it's, it's a double-edged sword, because, yes. yes, it's a bummer there's so many variants for those who feel compelled to buy them all and it does dilute the market you see we it don't does make it does make my job last longer it when does. i'm importing everything in but i also understand that the more variants there are the more likely that this book will actually get to yes. continue existing and that's based upon the publishing model
0: and it's also so what I didn't really understand before that I understand more now that we're an internet business as well as being a a physical business. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it's also a scatter gun. So when you have a book like this, there was there's a, a model that image uses where they do sort of a masculine and feminine version of their covers. Yeah. I remember you telling me that. And yeah. sort of like, you know, you'll see. Sort of the the prettier version, and then the more like shootier version. It's like there's there's like the
1: violent. It's like a yin yang kind they of. They went men equal guns, and it's, I mean, and women equal anything else. Quite quite <laughs> often, quite often it is like that. But it's
0: yes. it's also just more like this is the this is the action part, and this is like the the romance part, or this is the this is the artistic cover, right? Exactly, yeah. and and so it appeals to different people who are reading series for a different reason. Mm-hmm. And also when they see it, if you're looking at like, I know Tokyo ghost did this because Sean was doing it and I saw him doing these covers and it would be like, it would be the, the big fucking judge dread monster on motorcycles one side. and shit. Yeah, it yeah. would be like motorcycles and guns and whatever. And then it would be the, the Tokyo ghost. She would be standing with, uh, with like the, the red panda. Mm-hmm. You know, on the other side, and it would be this really beautiful, like, lake scene behind her. And it means that if you're not in it for the motorcycles, then you know that it's more than just that mm-hmm. when you look at the other cover. And if you're not in it for the romance and their relationship and that struggle that they're going through, you know that you're gonna at least get motorcycles and shooting and a big fucking, you know, bane looking judge dread monster. Yes. And and it helps to it helps to get your audience. It helps to to actually spread a wide, A wide enough net to grab the people who would be interested in your book Mm -hmm. and i that never occurred to me really i just assumed that it was a way to get people to buy multiple covers and it really isn't because i see people who are like you know they buy a copy of x-men and they were like, "Oh man, I, these daughterman variants fucking rule! I love the I love the design of the costumes that are going oh, into yeah, yeah. the Hellfire the, for gala. the Hellfire Gala." Yeah, and so it's like people who were buying X Men normally are now buying the X Men the Gala cover because they want the Gala because it looks cool, mm-hmm. and it's also putting forward this idea of what the X Men is now, and it's. It's, cool. it's like I, I just I think it's a great idea mm-hmm. and it doesn't it's not forcing people to do it. But the the dark side of it is that what it is doing is it's hurting retailers is that it's putting the the burden on us because we feel that we need to buy every cover to make sure that if there's a cover that people want, they mm-hmm. get it. Which makes it much, it increases the likelihood that we're going to get stuck with issues tenfold. You know, if we get ten different covers, mm-hmm. it's very likely that one of them is going to be a bummer. You know, that one of them is going to be like, oh, f- why did I do that? Like, Marvel was doing these headshot variants. <laughs> they are the... and when i ordered
1: those i feel bad for this because that's todd noack yes and he's a talented artist he's
0: fucking talented as hell but what but look at what they did to him
1: i know but like, do just try i mean to todd they were probably like can you draw cap's head we'll give you a couple hundred bucks and he was like yeah and he was like here's an hour's worth of yeah, work." yeah i could bang that out real quick i you know i do stuff all the time right i'm like i'm really talented and they go yeah yeah, yeah that's great anyways can you draw we cap's wanna, head for we want to do this really cheap <laughs> yeah Okay. And that's what they
0: did. And and it's like they all look so fucking stupid and nobody wants them. And he is a very talented dude, but but those covers are dumb. Yeah. It's real dumb.
1: There are no Peach Momoko variants. I'll no.
0: That. And I see... Or Momoko? Ma- Momoko, I think. Okay. And I see... When I order, it's usually blind because they haven't updated previews with those variants yet. Yep. And and you know this better than anybody because
1: you're putting this stuff up. Yep. And the, the shit's not even online by the time the book is ready for retail. There's a lot of times they don't have them. Like, it's no one crazy. has them. And they're going to show up tomorrow. <laughs> and no one who is selling them knows what this thing's going to fucking we look We have like. not seen the cover. We just go... Oh, it's called a
0: like this week. It's a thank for, you, variant. For example, yeah. <laughs> like, there's a, there's a variant oh, well. that I ordered that I was like, okay, this will be cool. Um, it's the oh fuck, what is it? It's like uh, it's like a history of Spider Man or something was what they called it. Yeah, and it was gonna be like a who's who kind of thing. I got it in, and the book looks like somebody ripped the cover off a book. And it's like the inside page. It's a who's who yeah. for Dr. Octopus on this week's Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. It is the ugliest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I legitimately thought that we had covers missing. Yeah. That it was like, oh, this got caught in the shredder and, you know. Yeah, yeah. It tore the cover off and now we have the inside page. Because, again, it's that Marvel-like tissue paper cover mm-hmm. that they're like oh we can save 0. 0.3 cents if uh, it tears the second it comes out of the box it's like yeah that's great that helps me out uh, thanks buddy that helps me out a ton yeah if it's mildly humid they turn they crinkle up <laughs> I have to yeah. run the air conditioner 24 7 just to keep the comics from like turning into a ball
1: yeah they turn some type of paper mache substance and they <laughs> so <laughs> awful and make pinatas yeah it's Out of 1 in 50 periods.
0: The richest company in the world, and they're like, eh, we don't give a shit about these.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And I do go through them, and I I don't know. I mean, the majority of them are forgettable to me. Oh, absolutely. To be perfectly honest. I'm glad... Like, the other side of that, that, like, when I said it was a double-edged sword, like, part of me is like, well, at least people are getting work. Exactly. You know, and that's good. I do like that, but to me... I know, and this is someone who has never made a comic book, and has never, certainly never published one. To me, I'd be like, "Yeah, I would do two covers." Yeah, I would do an A and a B, and I have a feeling that if I did that, they would go, "Shut up, that's not viable. You can't get away with that." You know, like you're not Grant Morrison; like you can't just show up and say, "I want two covers." Or well,
0: that's what I'm wondering because I don't even know what I'm doing. I haven't even talked to anybody about this for Rad Wraith. You're gonna have six variants. I don't know if we're going to, I don't know, I mean, I I think I'm in charge of that. I think I have to decide mm-hmm. whether we're doing multiple variants or whatever. I know Debari's going to do a brand new cover for it. Yeah. So that's going to be a thing, but I don't know if we're going to do a 1 in 10 or a 1 in 25 or something like that. We probably should. It seems like maybe if we want to encourage people to do it, we have to do some sort of slick 1 in 25 to get shops that wouldn't normally order more than 10. To get something that they might be able to to boost on eBay or you something. You could do uh,
1: you could do the
0: original cover and say it's the indie cover <laughs> variant. <laughs> oh, that'd be a wonderfully shit move. Uh, <laughs> I, I think mean, of all the work you'd, you'd s- save would yourself save on. Us a lot. We could actually we could do the original cover and do like a distressed treatment and do like a cover fold so that it looks like an old folded movie poster because it's a parody yeah. of Nightmare on Elm Street. So we could do like a like. The uh, horror variant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like
1: a, a six-way fold. Yeah.
0: That might be cool.
1: Yeah. I but, don't know. But it's, there you go. There it is right there, right? Right. You're already saying, like, well, I need at least a 1 in 25 so I can convince these guys to buy my book. And, and that's That's it? where my... Ideology, ideology of me. Being like, I would only do two covers. And it's like, cool, your book's been cancelled. Right, you know? exactly. <laughs> and it's I'm like, just like, hey, know. I tried to do it the right way. And they're like, that's cute. That's cute, yeah. Idiot.
0: I honestly, <laughs> like, I'm going through this, and it's like, it's creeping up on me. Like, we're hitting August, and I'm supposed to get this, like, I'm supposed to get all my shit in for previews, mm-hmm. you know, in September. Like, it's, it's due in September. Yeah. So, i'm like i have to have like a full write-up blurb and blah 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 and all this Mm -hmm. stuff luckily half my blurb is you know was written for the kickstarter yeah and then the rest says piss piss com com (laughs) (laughs) well no comic book piss (laughs) and then the rest of it is literally just like i got grady hendrix (laughs) to -hmm. do a quote i got sean to do a quote yeah and sean sent me three quotes one of which was a you know, because it's Sean. It was a fucking dickhead move. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, I had planned on doing a book with Christian Dabari, but this asshole uh, <laughs> took, the, took my artist, and so I couldn't do it, and really fucked up Sledge Kitty, so uh, cool. Don't buy his book so that he'll come back and do this thing or something like that. You should I was, put that one in. It was kind of tempting, but he yeah. was like, listen, just mix and match them however you want, and I was like, do 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 and I put them together, and I was like, wow, that sounds like I just fucking wrote Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> Tristan is a sexual guy. And he was, writes the best books. It was maybe a little over the top. When when mm-hmm. you see it, you'll go, oh boy, that looks like somebody put six different things together. <laughs> but one of the things I wanted to put in, because Sean has literally said this to me like multiple times, and I wanted to put it out there, uh, was that he was like, Christian Dabari is the best kept secret in comics. She was like, I don't know if he's gonna take that as an insult, mm-hmm. like you know, like he's not doing anything. But the fact is that Dabari is a fucking like whirlwind talent, mm-hmm. and he's you know, working on a
1: dumb skateboarding zombie comic. <laughs> you know. Well, not hold on, let's back up. It's not dumb. <laughs> no, it is good. No. I like I like the rad Okay, well thank you. I appreciate that. Well you're welcome, I'm just telling you. It's going to be fun. So I'm, don't take a dump on your thing. Okay, I know. I know. I'm right. having a hard time. People keep saying. I know saying, you like to self-deprecate. I do the same thing. But it's so weird, dude. It, you're selling this book, and it's good. I know. And I do love the book. Like, I mean, I love this book. It is
0: really important to me in a weird way. Mm-hmm. For being so kind of nonsensy, it is like the story is super important to me. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm very excited about it. And then people keep saying things like, I get a fucking message from Schmalky and he's like, this thing's going to be huge. It's going to take off. It's going to be. And I'm like, stop saying things like that. It's really freaking me out. I like it really makes me nervous because it it really engages my fear of failure Mm. where it's like putting yourself out there as much as I am with this. The reason that I basically turned Scout down the first time around Mm -hmm. was like, I I now realize was because I was kind of afraid to have the world judge this thing that I had such a, like it was so important to me.
1: Yeah. And now I, I know nothing about that.
0: And now I kind of, <laughs> now know, I kind of appreciate what, what boo did when he basically bailed uncovered in bees. You know, it was like when when he quit, it was like... You got too close to success. We were like, these things, we could do this thing. And it's like, oh, I get it now. Like, at the time, I was like, what is he thinking? This is like a thing. Like, we could be doing this thing for a living. This would be amazing. Yeah. And and now I'm like, oh, right. This is weird. And it it does suck. And it's really fucking terrifying. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, I'm i'm excited and terrified is really what it boils down to yeah
1: well you're in luck because you actually did make something that was good and it's not just all your friends blowing smoke up your ass telling you that it's something good no i mean no you you have one of the things that i usually don't like about indie books you've already got that out of the way right was that usually there's sick covers for indie books and then you open it up and it's fucking awful on the inside yes sorry indie creators i know everyone's got to cut their teeth somewhere and i get that and i totally respect that at the same time but at the same time you also have to respect yeah that sometimes you weren't cut it out for the AAA baseball team <laughs> you know <laughs> and um and that happens yeah. you know and like you said the fear of failure yeah but then well i mean um
0: oh god know. please don't name a name no i'm not gonna
1: name a name <laughs> i'm just i'm just thinking just being like there have been guys who i've seen who are very good artists now right look back at their old stuff and go shit you know and the fuck Who was oh um garza ali garza did that yeah i remember he looked back and he was like oh man look at this fucking thing yeah you know but at the time he was doing it and he learned a lot i and then now here he is you know and he's a he's a great talent too but yeah oh my god everyone's got to learn the I process can't
0: remember who i was talking to it was there was somebody who i really respected as an artist who i talked to and they were just like oh this thing mm-hmm. oh it's so crappy and i know murphy says that all the time too when he looks back at certain things and it's like dude stop it come on forget it yeah like there's nothing you have nothing to be ashamed of mm-hmm. no you, that'll never stop though
1: because no, he, because won't. he wants to be better and he wants to improve it's true and that's and, why and he's and gonna look back at that and that's hard printed remembrance of where he was at and he's gonna look at it and go i'm better than that now right and that's why that he annoys is, me. that's why
0: he's you know in the fucking top 10 you know list yeah that's how he got there you know that's why you know fucking jim lee returns his phone calls you know it's mm-hmm. because he is that guy yeah and he can't stop himself
1: from continuing to improve. And I have a and probably things like White Knight. He probably looks back on and goes, "Yeah, I did it." Yep. You know, like there, that's my, that's my baby. You know, that's my opus or something. Exactly. You know, in that moment, even though like I, I mean,
0: his opus is definitely punk rock Jesus. There's no way around it.
1: <laughs> you know, my favorite thing he ever did was that American Vampire story. Oh, I fucking loved that. I love that me too I loved it so much Yeah, like that way was before great. Joe Bar- Joe the Barbarian or anything like that I was like this rules yeah like reading that American vampire story that thing is killer
0: it really is and it was also so weird yeah like the things that they introduced in that I was like why are you going so far out of your way to like just go bonkers in this one thing oh by the way there's fucking giant vampires and they live in the fucking mountains and sometimes
1: they wake up Then we ride motorcycles around and we fight them and it's shoot World them and you know, and it, you know and it. it's yeah like, it's like yeah this is fucking cool it I like was this. it was great yeah and then that was over and I was like oh it's back to other American vampire stuff <laughs> I was like okay never mind
0: yeah no that was that was definitely a, a high point Sean's thing was definitely a high point i sean's hellblazer was a high point too
1: yeah and he did star trek the next generation stuff too if i remember correctly
0: i never saw that i never saw it either but he said but he did it i saw we had his teen titans annual come in i think that's what it was oh really and and i was like hey i got one of these you want it and he was like i will never don't make me look at that <laughs> because it was when he was doing house style and he How? looked like uh he looked like Jim Lee or, like, one of those guys. Like, he was doing straight-up house style. Yeah. And he was really good at it. It was actually kind of surprising how good he was at house style. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely, like, I, you look at it and it's like, these characters are on model. Yeah. Perfectly on model. So, kind of weird. Yeah. And, oh, and speaking of people who uh, didn't go to SCAD for very long...
1: <laughs> Um, I had dinner with Titty Bats the other night. Oh, and his yeah. Wife. That's right. I, 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 saw, nice. I saw his uh, great main drawing of a lobster <laughs> with knives and a spider web on it. <laughs> I was a big fan of that.
0: Okay. Well, we'll make it into a shirt. He he was like, You can have it if, if you want it. I feel like that's a patch. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's a shirt. It is a shirt. Honestly, too. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a shirt. I want to do it. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Spider lobsters or yes. spider yeah, whatever he called them. <laughs> yes. I enjoyed that. Water spiders. Mm hmm. Um, That's what it was. Yes. He has been doing the volume of shirts that he does without a conveyor dryer. I guess this probably means nothing to people who are not screen printers. Mm-hmm. But let me just say that that is absolutely fucking insane. <laughs> he has a flash dryer. He was like, we we went out to dinner and I was like, blah, blah, blah. You know, He was like, yeah, we kind of almost got kicked out of our studio because, you know, the smell. And I was like what do you mean? And he was like, well, I only have a flash dryer, so I have to keep it under there. I was like, dude, spend (laughs) $1,500. Get the cheapest conveyor dryer. You're going to go 10 times faster than what you're doing. Yeah. You do not need to be so slow. And you can vent it because it collects all of the smell and puts it out through a hose. Get this fucking thing so that you, A, don't die of cancer and B, you know, like, actually can live your life and do more art as opposed to spending all your time screening shirts. Yeah. This is crazy. Because he was screening shirts with a broken shoulder, screening shirts with a broken wrist. Like, he's a madman. DIY till die. It's, yeah, it's very true. Yeah. He is definitely, he represents that uh, that very, very much. He is every moment of what he says, and it's funny because he has, like, all these stories. Mm Mm-hmm. Like when he goes back about like where he was living and all this shit and you're like, Oh, you're just literally making things about what you've lived. Yeah. Because he was talking about uh he used to live in an old abandoned Coca-Cola factory. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, apparently there was this uh, because they were in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean no, he's in he's in Georgia. This so abandoned f- Coca-Cola factory that totally that tracks. It all tracks.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> apparently the person that owned it uh was like looking the other way while like punks and squatters just went in and someone was paying them money like collecting money from all of the people who were renting and then handing the money over so that people could squat there essentially but they were like building real rooms and like it was like an art complex okay and he was like yeah and you know everybody would just kind of save their piss in jars because you know the bathroom was communal and it was like 40 feet or 400 miles away or whatever. And, uh, and he was like, you know, sometimes you just come out of your room and somebody go, ha, you got piss on you and throw a jar of piss at you, you know? <laughs> and I was like, huh, that, uh, I can kind of see where, where the creative process has, yeah, uh, yeah. has gone in your work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty great. I always enjoy how much hate he gets for, uh, his artist for losers. T-shirt. <laughs> Cause I get it. I I laugh yes. when I see it. Cause I get it. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Artists for losers. I get it. You know. And then other people have been like, um, excuse me, sir. <laughs> you know, art is not for losers. Art is a language that is beautiful <laughs> and true. And he's just like, no, nah, it sucks. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> <Then> how <laughs> come?
0: How come I sold so many? Uh, so many of these patches that has a fucking cat pissing on somebody while holding a switchblade. Yeah. Uh, cause, cause that doesn't. Art, sound is cause art is for losers. Art is for losers. Yeah. Now. He's a sweetheart. His wife is a sweetheart. They're really nice people. Mm-hmm. So I was really happy to hang out with them for a little while. They came up and did did the tourist thing in Maine for a little while and then flew back. Nice. Yeah.
1: A whirlwind tour <laughs> they took. Of vacation land. Of the vacation land. Welcome, titty bats. <laughs> <laughs> Maine would like to welcome titty bats," <laughs> said Governor Mills. I remember seeing that on the
0: on the Sea Dogs billboard.
1: Yeah. Was, <laughs> Maine welcomes titty bats. Uh, Slugger was even pissing on it just to make him feel at home. <laughs> <laughs> that was so
0: he won Savannah's best artist.
1: He did, and like a like a Portland Phoenix style yeah, awards. Yeah, 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 like people voted him the best
0: artist, and. He took so much shit for that too yeah. (laughs) because he also was like, listen, come on guys. You know, Mm -hmm. look at all these other people who do, who do amazing things. Um, Because also when you make art into a contest, fuck you. (laughs) That's all I have to say is that art is not a contest. Music is not a contest. Stop that shit. That shit needs to die. Let's go kill it. Really? Please. Because if you're like, well, you know, if you were to mathematically compare Ingve Malmsteen to the Ramones, clearly I can say that he is 462% better than Johnny Ramone as a guitar player. And it's like, yeah, fuck you. Which one do I want to listen to? <laughs> yeah, It's not Ingve. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you know, like, it's, you can't do it. And it it is a bummer. It is a bummer to mathematicize art and turn it into,
1: you know, ugh. You know that's funny because actually I um, I don't know if you follow J. Scott Campbell at all. Oh shit! Yeah, I do. I I saw this nonsense. I don't really follow him, but I think yeah. Well, basically, people like to shit on him. They do, even they though love, because he's because he's the highest man on the totem pole, which is fine. And he I you know he recognizes that, but I know he just took exception with someone who said I saw that they were fixing bad art. Yeah, is what they called it, and then he was just kind of like, you know what. Fuck you. Like he's like, here. He's like, let me show you why my poses work. First off, I'm going to get that out of the way because, oh, well, my supermodel wife does the poses for me. <laughs> <laughs> Humble brag. Let me just get that out of the way real quick. <laughs> and then, two, just him being like, and how dare you say it's just bad? Like, you know, how dare you say anyone's is bad when everyone out here is trying to do their own fucking thing and doing this. He's like, I wouldn't say yours is bad.
0: You know, like, like he wouldn't. But then when he went in and fixed his fixing of the art, he did go in and go, here's why you're wrong. Here's if that was that from a
1: professional standpoint. Let me just explain why from, you don't well, I know think, shit. I mean, he corrected it from an industry standpoint when he was yeah. just like, let me tell you why everything you're doing would mean that you would never get a job in comic books. <laughs> it's like it's not that your art is bad. But here's why no one would hire you. The same reason why you'd be like, everyone can, you know, if there was a drummer who wasn't very, you know, not good enough to be in a band. Is it fun that he's drumming and he enjoys it? Yes, absolutely. Would you be like, you're never going to be in a fucking studio. Like, sorry. Right. You know, right.
0: Meg White is never going to be hired as a as a fill in musician to (laughs) to play for for bands. But when she played in the White Stripes, she did exactly what was needed to make those songs awesome because she was making art. There you she go. wasn't making math. Right. You know, she she is. Uh, there was a great quote from a band that I don't particularly care for. But uh, <laughs> the the bass player for uh, for the U2 was Ooh. like he was like the edge somebody was like how do you think you like are you the best bass player in the world or something like that you're not the best bass player and i was like i'm the best bass player in youtube and it was like (laughs) yeah you know what fuck you yes Mm -hmm. he is the best bass player in youtube because they're they're doing something specific god they drive me up a wall but you know what
1: they do they make art And if they came in here, you'd probably get along with them super famously. Dude, that's what happens with every band you hate. Every band I
0: hate. Absolutely. They come in and they're super nice, and everyone you like comes in and acts like a shithead. God, please, Henry Rollins, do not come in here. (laughs) Please, I do not ever want to meet you. Open up! It's Henry Rollins! (laughs) (laughs) I got some poetry to recite to you. (laughs) Ah,
1: Jesus. (laughs) Who's ready for another spoken word double album?
0: (laughs) Not me, please. Yeah. No. <laughs> they released a song about Joey Ramone, and it turned out that it was because Joey Ramone was listening to U2 when he died. Oh. When they found him, they they found that when they found Joey, he was listening to a U2 record
1: at the time. And then they picked him up, and his last words were, this sucks. Uh, <laughs> like, this is what killed me. <laughs> <laughs> they said, let's not tell Bono that part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I saw the greatest thing ever. Let's just close it up with this because I I have to tell this. Um, So Bono wanted to collaborate with uh, Captain Beefheart. (laughs) I heard this, and he was like, he sent him a letter, and he was like, "Hey, you know, I think we could do some really amazing things together." And he got a he got a letter back that just said, "Dear Bongo, no thanks." (laughs) 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 And that to me. Is the best, and from now on, when I want to dismiss someone, I'm going to call them Bongo. (laughs) No matter what their
1: name is. No matter their name.
0: Just, sorry, Bongo. I'm not interested in getting a watchtower.
1: (laughs) Uh, Poor Bono. Poor Bono. (laughs) Don't worry, folks. We're going to get him the help he needs. (laughs) we get him the help he needs. All right. Uh, You can follow us at uh, Coast City Comics Club. Yep. On the Instagram. I uh, posted a story on the Instagram today saying uh, we're recording in a couple hours. Does anyone have any topics that we want to talk about? And no one said shit. So Good. there you go. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for your help. Yep. Um, and we uh, and you can purchase
0: things from CoastCityComics.com. And we will, of course, appreciate it if you give us your business because uh, we need it. And um, I'm picking up my comic books tonight. That's exciting, and also mm-hmm. uh, Funbox Monster podcast and other things follow those as well. We thank you, rate and review all of the things. We appreciate it; it helps us get seen, and uh, and we will see you next time, whenever that is. Who knows? Who knows? It's a mystery. <laughs> Life is a mystery. Everyone must stand alone. I hear you call my name, and it feels like home.
2: Good night. <laughs>